Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 81 of FPL Black Box, ahead of game week 7. It's been a couple of weeks since Mark and I were here, uh, but we're here. How are you, Mark? I'm all right. I'm in my shed and there's a thunderstorm over the top and I my shed is under a tree. So during thunderstorms, I normally run into the house because I'm a scaredy cat. <laughs> but uh, obviously for the next two hours, I'm going to be putting my life in danger uh, under the thunder and lightning and the rain, which you can probably hear against the background of my voice, but there's not a lot we can do about that. No, it kind of comes and goes. It's kind of like... When you talk, you can hear it like a little bit, but it's it's not too bad to be fair. So I'm sure. People yeah, hopefully it's all right on the stream and for the podcast, we can only apologise. We'll do our best to try and cut some of it yeah. out. How's it been the last few weeks? We've had a we had a bit of a break. We took a we took a week off. Did match the day challenge. Had a record numbers watching that live, uh, and then had a little break last week because there was football games and and stuff. And you were off on your midlife crisis to another festival. I, I went to a music festival, yeah. And you're never too old to enjoy that kind of thing, uh, is what I say. No, it was nice, actually, having a break away from the football. Obviously, I had very little phone signal there, so I couldn't see what was going on. But I was pleased with the how the game went, went absolutely demoralised by a Nottingham Forest result. So that kind of shows you how things are going to go for me this mm. season, maybe. I was demoralised as well, having bought in Henderson. Uh, we'll talk about that in a sec. We've got loads to talk about today. We've finally got enough data uh, to talk through sort of the first six game weeks. Um, I've done some sort of analysis from the teams on on last season as well. Talk about all the players, which players are performing well, which ones we should be considering for our team. And of course, we've got the big news today that Thomas Tuchel has been sacked from Chelsea and it looks like Graham Potter is going to be the It looks that way, doesn't it? Which is absolutely devastating. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and we'll come on to that uh, in just a sec. Uh, just before we do that, uh, let's have a word from our sponsor, and this oh, one is here we go. This one is the big one. 
it's bear with us, bear with us, folks. <laughs> stay with us, stay with us for this. Stay with us. It's a special one, this sponsor, because when we first started doing this podcast, we said we'd only have made it if we got the call from this company, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Because at the time, a lot of pods were kind of a lot of pods that we liked, yeah. like always cheating. They were advertising them. Uh, I think General did one as well, mm. did an advert with them. So they, they, a lot of the like big pods were picking them up and we were like, oh, when we get them, yeah. we know we've made it as well. And here it is. And it's happened. And here it is. We got the call. It's, of course, Manscaped, who have got in touch with us, Ball Shavers. <laughs> yep. Over to you, As. You've written, you've written this script, so I'll leave, leave it to well, you. Well, <laughs> I, I wrote a script and then I thought, oh, my yeah. dad listens to this. I can't read that. So I wrote another script, right. which was a bit more PC. Right. And then I just thought, oh, we're just winning. What I like, though, is if you told me, what, seven years ago, that I would be doing a ball shaver advert with the godfather of FPL, if, you know, I would have thought you were crazy but you know here we are focus aim my volume is too low as well and i want to be heard for this bit oh, so okay. turn me up Hang on, please turn, turn me up, up as yeah, let me turn you up hold on let me put you up to plus three that'll be, be the rain that'll be the rain go. basically won't there it? There you're you up yeah right. yeah so yeah manscape so we've got we're gonna have people in the chat who are you know horrified by the fact that you and i are doing a, a manscape but it probably puts all sort of images in in people's heads uh, there's probably another group of people who just want us to get on with the fancy football talk, but of course, of but, course. but we've got we've got to enjoy this moment. As... <laughs> I will tell you now, there will be a group of men in the chat who want to know more about Manscaped. And I mean, do you do you know much about Manscaped, Mark? Do you do any manscaping? I I well, I was thinking like at my age now, at my age now, I'm probably missed the boat in terms of the optimum use sure, of Manscaped, like sure. it, use of the word optimum. Yeah. But I was thinking as I get older and as middle-aged spread affects me, I was thinking I will give it a try because very soon I'm not going to be able to see down there without the use of strategically placed mirrors. So I might as well use it now while I can actually enjoy the benefits, right? So <laughs> that's my thoughts on it at the moment. I knew you'd fall apart. I knew oh, you'd fall apart. Oh, God. It's just, it's just, it's just. But it's true, right? It's true. Well, it is, yeah. And, you know, groom, men grooming is becoming more and more of a thing. Um, anyway, we won't go on too much about it. If you're interested in grooming yourself and you're a man, Manscaped is basically all there is. It's the, it's the best stuff out there. So there's a thing called a performance package. You get 20% off and free shipping. If you head over to manscaped.com, use the code BLACKBOX. You get the ear and nose trimmer. You get your ball shaver. You get your lotions and your creams to put on said balls after you're done uh, and you get a nice little set with some nail clippers and a nail file and all that so don't use a hair trimmer get the manscape stuff sort yourself out properly we'll say no more about it manscape.com i do want to ask i do want to ask is it easy to clear up after you because one thing i have with shaving right my partner pip has a big problem with me leaving the bristles about when i shave my beard sure. right I, I and I I clean up forensically after doing it, but it's not enough. I literally I I could murder her in cold blood and not have to clean up as much as I have to clean up when I have a shave. So I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried that this will be. Is it a problem cleaning up after, or is it? Nice well, they they, they send you some newspaper with with the with the package, so you put that on the floor when you're. Are you serious? It. Yeah, and then you just chuck the newspaper away. Oh, oh there you go. <laughs> Which is also a good tip generally for you know any kind yeah. of. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Anyway, there move you go. on, move on. FPL. and then use the code BLACKBOX. It's 20% off and free shipping. Uh, right, let's talk game weeks then. Uh, let's talk the... So this is for the last game week, which was game week six. This is the week after my wildcard. Absolute disaster. 
of course. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I had to remind myself that you played the wild card. Yeah. Oh, thanks. That's really, that's really nice I, to say. Uh, yeah. Well, it would have it, it been worse if I hadn't again. So I'll just, I'll rattle through my team. Henderson, you know, your team, home match against the worst attack in the league, 2 0 up and cruising. Obviously, they then go and lose the game. Uh, and Henderson gets one point and makes no, gets no save points for the first time so far this season. Uh, I had Trent and Diaz both conceded. Estupanan Potter decided he wasn't good enough to play anymore, so he didn't start. So that's two, three, that's four points from my, no, five points from my all my defenders and goalkeeper. Uh, I then got nothing from my captain Salah, nothing from Foden, nothing from Martinelli, and one assist from Gross. Uh, Haaland got the goal. Uh, and then Jesus got nothing and Mitrovic got a goal and then got booked straight away. So <laughs> 35 points. I mean, it was a bad week for a, a lot of people, wasn't it? Um, just, there was just so few points around, you know, someone like Trossard came in quite heavily, but yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a painful week. Less said about it, the better. See, template, template owners suffered a bit, didn't they? When we look at the great and the good, you'll see, by the way, people are still saying oh, I'm a, bit, a little bit low, so I'm worried they missed my ball shaver jokes, but <laughs> never mind. If you want to turn me up a little bit as well, that'd be good. Um, yeah, I, again, I don't know how loud I need to be, really. I mean, it must be the rain. It must be the rain kind of drowning me out, but it's easing off now, the rain. That's the good news. So, uh, yeah, I mean, everyone suffered. You're right. Everyone had a poor game week. So I've, at least you weren't alone in that. Um, and that that comfort comes from having the same team as everybody mm. else, though, has, doesn't it, basically? You add Haaland, Jesus and Salah. And when the, when those three don't go big, I mean, you know, to be fair, Salah and Haaland still returned. But you, you got very little elsewhere. Um, and your captain didn't come in and you chose to captain Salah. So, yeah, you suffered, but... It's just, you know, it was a common theme for the game week. But I think what's cool for you is that it came after the wild card. Yeah. And, but I've had it before. And it, a wild card's not for one week. And, you know, at the moment when I've got a rank like mine, I've got to be seen to encourage you rather than take the mickey, I'm afraid. So <laughs> I'm going to encourage you and say, chin up, it'll be fine, basically. Well, the, the wild card was... Sorry, my, people might have a little weird noise. That's because I'm sort of trying to adjust the volume. Um, I mean, the wild card had to be played because I, I got Haaland in who got the hat trick. So the wild card was a success because it's already netted me about 30, 40 points off the back of that. It was, it was just a difficult week. Um, it wasn't a difficult mm. week for both of us, though, because someone uh, had a certain Ivan Tony in their side. Yeah. 17 yeah, that was points. about it, though. What, that was what? the difference, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I guess he was going to come in eventually. I'd held on to him. I got him in. Uh, well, I've had him for three game weeks. He did. He did. He did okay. He's been ticking over this season, hasn't he? He's been doing what he did for the tail end of last season. So he's been strong. I think he's second in the point rankings behind Haaland. So he's um, he's having a great start to the season. Mm. But a hat trick and what a hat trick as well. What a combination of strikes. It was um, that is a player with confidence, mm. right? And that is why I'm thinking. He's a, he's a difficult player to lose because the idea was he was going to go this week for Haaland and we'll look at my team later. But with Mitrovic, Jesus and Tony, I've got no easy option, easy sell, have I, there for Haaland. So it's a, it's a blessing and a curse, really, Tony's hat-trick. Uh, obviously wasn't expected, but I absolutely will take it. So it's rare in goal for two. James with one. Trent with one, which is now becoming quite familiar. Uh, Nico Williams with the four points with the assist for the, uh, for the Forest penalty. Uh, Gibbs White, who's my signing, got me the assist from the corner. De Bruyne, the captain with 14, so return seven. Salah, three. Martinelli, two. 
Mitrovic always scores with five, mm. Jesus one, and then Tony the 17. So yeah, 55, got a green arrow, went up about 800k. Long way to go, though. I've got a long way to go before I'm happy. But, you know, it's progress, isn't it? So I've got to be content with how it went. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think 55 this week, because a lot of people bite your hand off for that. The, the average score was mm. was definitely in the 30s, which, again, you're right, it does show that the, the template is so strong. But it shows that, you know, one pick, like Tony, or if someone had a Trossard, for example, like I mentioned, you just need one player to come in and you can start making these these small gains up that we we both need to need to do. So... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a couple of players. Not gonna get, not gonna get a hat trick low every week, am I? So there, there is that. I, 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 I can't look at this week and think that's gonna happen every week. Right? I can't, I can't think to myself. Well, I can go template because mm. it proves that you can go template and get that one player. But finding that one player who's going to get you double figures is not, it's not going to happen every week. So I, it's good, but I can't get carried away that that this is going to occur on a regular basis, right? So yeah, yeah. Well, there we go. Uh, let's take a look at the great and the goods. Let's not spend too long on this. Uh, you and I are third from bottom and bottom, uh, which is <laughs> which is nice. We've got Savannah Singh, uh, sort of nicely sandwiched the filling between us us both. Uh, FPL Harry at the top of the charts. Uh, he's uh, what one hundred and fifteen thousand. So you know, not in the top hundred thousand yet. Still lurking around that. There are a few people from the community kind of in in the top hundred thousand. Uh, then you've got Praz having a good start to the season, Finn, uh, Ben Krillin. Uh, but what was interesting was uh, Greyhead did the what-if difference for us, which is what would have happened if we just left our teams from the start of the season and not made any transfers whatsoever. Um, I've done the best off that, which you can look at in two ways. One, that I had an absolutely terrible Game Week 1 team and my transfers have made me 45 points better off. Or that I'm an absolute genius in the transfer market and, you know, I'm like, I'm yeah. like Harry Redknapp. Let's go with that one. Uh, I think I'd go for the formula. I'd prefer to say how awful your day game one week, game week one team was. Yeah, I mean, I, on the flip side, I'm minus nine. So basically, I've actually damaged my team by nine points. So if I left it alone from game week one, I'd be nine points better off. Which actually, considering Magnus is minus 20, I'll take that. Magnus, the master mm. of future-proof moves, planning and everything, minus 20. It'd have been 20 points better off had he not touched his team. So me being minus nine, I'll take that. Even though you played the wild card. Company. <laughs> yeah, there is that as well. There is that as well. I mean, it, I, I don't, I mean, I think playing a good wild card is really difficult this season, actually. Mm. The fact that we've got to use it, we've probably got to use it between, you know, now and game week eight or nine, haven't we? I think there's going to be a lot of wild cards either this week or next week. I think it's going to be tough to, to, play a wild card and do far better than the template because to do that you've got to take a good few risks and they've got to come off so I'm not being hard on myself on the wild card and you shouldn't be either I don't think on your wild card because I think it is really tough yeah I mean we're going to talk quite a bit about wild cards in sort of game week 8 game week 9 when we see some fixture changes you showed your team a second ago you're talking about which striker to lose it might end up being Jesus that's the best one to lose out of, out of those three we can talk yeah, a bit about Arsenal about Liverpool, that'd be typical of your season so far, wouldn't it? You wild card to bring Jesus I'm rever- in. I'm reversing it. I'm literally thinking of getting Saka back and selling Jesus, yeah. which is ridiculous. Yeah. I literally am. I know, yeah. I yeah. Um, let's start though with the big news, which was today of Thomas Tuchel being sacked. So he was sacked after 100 games. He did a nice little speech when they asked him about reaching 100 games. Do you see that? And he said, I hope to be here for 100 more and 100 more after that. 
And then they just got rid of him straight away. Absolutely brutal. 60 wins, 24 draws, 16 losses, 168 goals scored, 77 goals conceded. He's got to, what, three finals in his two and a bit years? Um, won one of them, lost the other two to Liverpool last year. Penalty shootouts. In penalty right. shootouts. He spent £200 million in the summer. He's just bought in Aubameyang, who was quoted as saying he was really looking forward to working with Tuchel again. That lasted about 62 minutes. I can't really see anything other than a crazy knee-jerk reaction. Can you? Well, I, I, I don't think it's all down to the results and performances. It, I think it's more likely down to the owners don't want him in charge, as in they came in, the new ownership, and were like, this isn't the man we want. We want something new. We want a different philosophy. We want a different vibe. And and that's behind it as well. It can't just be down to results. Because if it is, it is knee-jerk. Well, why did they give him, why they give, why they give him so much money in the summer? To, you know, and buying players that fit his system, right? Buy him a load of centre-backs, buy him Cucurella, you know, and then buy him a Bamiyang, the player he's worked with before. Like, they're all Tuchel players. They're not like... Chelsea players they, they no, bought them for no, him I agree which is what I find yeah. so, so bizarre about it because he's, he's one of the top five managers in the world for me yeah, and, he won't struggle to get another no, role will he so he can come to Brighton if he wants we'll swap, we'll swap Potter for him <laughs> he might end up at Forest if you get Cooper yeah I mean I think um, I don't know I was shocked I was shocked because um, I think it's been it's a really hasty move um, you know I, I'm not his biggest fan I've got to say uh, you know the whole Conte clash, for example. What would happen there? I mean, that perhaps that showed where he's at mentally at the moment. You know, maybe there is an issue with him, and he he's not happy. And maybe it's a, it's more mutual than we think. Um, clearly, that would have caused them concern. The way he acted with the Conte clash. I think some of his comments that he's made post match, certainly after last night's result, mm. weren't exactly encouraging. Um, and I just think there's more to it than results. I think there's got to be something related to personality clash or just the vibe that he brought to the club. The new owners didn't want that. And they, the fact that they've moved quickly for Potter, Potter's a very different vibe, isn't he? They're, they're bringing in someone there who, you know, he's not an established name. He's an up and coming manager. So maybe that's what they want now. They want, they want kind of a, a, a new broom and someone who's got brand new ideas, not someone who's got established mm. record you know, on a world scene, someone who's up and coming. And that's what, that's what Potter is, right? Um, so I'm surprised that they've gone for Potter and not a more established world name, but that seems to be what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw, I saw it happen sort of this morning and, and saw Pochettino's name being bandied around. And I was like, surely that's the guy they're going to go for. He's hasn't got a job mm. at the moment. It's going exactly. to cost him about 20 million to get Potter. He's, you know, Champions League experience, big name signing. I'm, I am surprised that they are going for Potter, given that he hasn't managed a top, top side before. But I rate him so highly that if anyone can bring a bit of stability to Chelsea, it's him. And if he can't, they're just doomed, I think, just to carry on this legacy of sacking manager every two or three years. The thing is with Potter is he's going to need some time mm. because I, I think that his methods at Brighton didn't happen overnight. It's been a gradual progress to where you are now. And he's had time to implement that, right? His ideas aren't things that affect things overnight. He's, I don't think he's going to come in and tactically everything changes and, and morphs to something which is a winning machine like that. If you look at where Brighton have got to now, it's been an evolution mm -hmm. using Potter's methods and with his signings. Yes, Brighton have lost players, so I guess he won't have to suffer that. He will be able to build 
and build and build, whereas with Brighton, he's had to rebuild along the way. So maybe that'll help. But I do think tactically, the way he plays is quite complex. And so the players are going to take time to get into mm. that method. It's not going to be an instant impact. So I do hope the owners give him more time than they've given Tuchel, yeah. you know, in, in in the fact that they've been hasty, I think, with Tuchel. Well, the, the recruitment's got to be right for, for Potter because I, I look at the Chelsea team. There's a lot of, there's a lot of players there that he can mould. I think, you know, Loftus-Cheek, um, uh, Gallagher's a good example. You know, even stuff like Mason Mount, Fafana's young, Cucurella's there, James, I think he's going to make a better player. Like, there's lots of players to work with. But then I look at players like Jorginho and I think, you're not a Potter player. We don't, we never played with a kind of a, a holding midfielder like that. We, we get like energy in midfield and he's playing basically mm-hmm. three box-to-box midfielders at, at Brighton at the moment. So Jorginho isn't that. I look at Mendy and I think Mendy, he's not, he's not, you know, we got rid of um, Ryan because he couldn't distribute the ball properly. And he's yeah. going to want that. That's, that's yeah. not Mendy or Kepa. So they're going to need a new goalkeeper. They're going to need a new midfielder. Can't make any signings now until January. So he's got to work with what he's got. It could be a bit of a rough start, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be easy for Potter from the off. And I think he'll take a couple of seasons to get his players Mm. in and get his team playing the way he wants. Hopefully he gets a couple of seasons Mm. to do it because they're going to expect top four. And I don't know if Potter can deliver that this season. I don't think he can now. I think it's going to be difficult. I think it's good. Yeah, because I think, well, Liverpool have have fallen away a little bit. They they might might be struggling. But I look at Arsenal, Spurs, City... United have United. picked up points. That that could well be the top four. It's mm. going to be hard to break into that. But yeah, yeah, uh, we'll see. Anyway, going to be interesting to see what happens. Potter apparently to be confirmed tomorrow. That's what I'm hearing from the from the moment. What are Brighton going to do? I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea what we're going to do. I don't know who we're going to get. Um, people talking about the Celtic manager potentially coming over. A few mentions of your of Steve Gooper. I know we're we're really worried. <sighs> I, We're really worried. I don't know. I, there's no one better than, than Potter for us. So it's it's just an absolute huge blow. It's such a, you know, we're, we're so good at the moment. Like, you know, we could be, we could be right up there if we, if we kept Potter for the season. You know, top eight would, would be a realistic target for us. And I don't know, really know where, where we go from here. So. Sam Allardyce? No. Sean Dyche, he needs a job. Uh, Dyche, I don't know. I mean, hopefully they're bringing someone with the same kind of, you know, mentality that, that Potter's got. Well, that's exactly, that's, that's yeah. what I'm worried. I know. <laughs> yeah. He, he is close. He is close. Um, you know, and Potter will probably, will drop a few names their way when he goes mm. and Cooper, I think will be on it. So, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, it's whether or not Cooper sees Brighton as a step up, right? Which I think it probably is at the moment, but yeah. No, we've just signed Sergio. So if he yeah, leaves yeah, after signing yeah. twenty-two players, <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. And Gibbs White's only there because of Cooper, yeah. and there's players only there because of Cooper. So it would be an absolute disaster for us. Yeah. So yeah, yeah we'll see. Mm. Um, let's take a look at the season schedule. This is just show some of the kind of um, things that are coming up. So obviously we've got the Champions League kind of going at the moment. Uh, it's the international break after game week eight, and then it's straight back in basically to the to the Champions League as well. So teams come back from the international break. Liverpool play Brighton, for example, then go into another Champions League game, then play Arsenal and have another Champions League game. So it's it's a pretty chaotic kind of period for for a lot of teams yeah. um, going forward. So, yeah, you know, I look, I look at teams like Arsenal, I look at teams like Liverpool, Liverpool especially, and I think they've got Chelsea and then Brighton, then Arsenal, then Man City. And then in between, they've got two Champions League games and an international break. If I was wildcarding over game week eight, I genuinely would consider no Liverpool. Thoughts on that? At the moment, yeah. At the moment, yeah, because you got it's difficult to justify even Trent, given that they're conceding goals. 
Um, they're not scoring or we're not playing with the... I mean, obviously, the 9-0 against Bournemouth is an outlier at the moment, you've got to say. It was an incredible result, obviously a record result, what we didn't expect. But is that one you judge Liverpool by at the moment? Probably not going by what we're seeing tonight mm. while this is going on. Um, I think there is a case for going about in the Liverpool play. If you're going to pick one Liverpool player at the moment, it probably is Trent. Yep. Because... You know, it's not like any of the defences are, are narrowing themselves to us. Like they're all conceding city goals at the moment, even City. Uh, and and do you want to double on City defence when you can go KDB or Haaland with the other two slots? So that's why you probably would still find room for a Liverpool defender, and it would be Trent. But elsewhere, I think you can go without. Yeah, mm. um, there's there's options in attack that at the moment are, are playing with more confidence than Liverpool are. I'm not saying they're better players or better FBL assets. But if you're judging it on how the team is playing in terms of confidence, Liverpool are now amongst the strugglers, aren't yeah. they, in terms of what we're seeing? Yep. And we're going to talk, because a few people asking about what we think on Salah. We've got a whole whole section on Salah coming up, so so wait for that. It's kind of doesn't paint the full picture, actually. I had a look at it and, you know, well, we'll, we'll talk about it in a bit. Um, just to mention as well, uh, if you haven't heard already, the Game Week 8 match between Brighton and Crystal Palace has been officially postponed uh, due to a train strike and worries around security and, and that kind of thing, uh, which I find quite bizarre, but well, there it is. So, you know, people, it's annoying because Brighton have obviously got this game against Bournemouth, which looks really, really good, but obviously Potter's leaving and then it's a blank and then it's Liverpool and Tottenham after the international break. So we're going to start seeing a lot of people hopping off Brighton assets. And What, what, what would you do if you were Sanchez and Gross then? Because they're the two big players, aren't they? And obviously McAllister has picked up transfers this week as well. So... I guess you hold for this week, no problem. Yeah, but then you've got to get rid. I think, you, you know, mm. I think Gross Gross is okay if you've got him at five five or or anything less than six. You can probably hold on to him. He might even be a bench option for you because after the the games in game week nine and ten, it's then into Brentford and Forest, which look quite good. Then it's City and Chelsea. Yeah. Like I don't know, it's it's a it's a really tough run for us after our our good run. So yeah, Sanchez is is a sell for sure. I mean, there's going to be a lot of people out there with Sanchez and Ward. And uh, who's Ward got in game week eight? Oh, it's Spurs away. About the worst game. We're going to look at goalkeepers later, but Ward gets worse, doesn't he? Ward, I mean, like I watched the game against Brighton, and oh he was. God. I mean, it's, it's not often you single out the goalkeeper for criticism because often in the five, you know, when the, when a team concedes five, it's bad defending, and it's not really the goalkeeper that's letting down. But it it, it was. Yeah. He wasn't good at all. He made six saves, didn't really he? Wasn't he, good. he? He did. He did get a couple of of save points, but. But they're, you know, they're, they're, they're getting it. They're getting at each other. Leicester in real trouble. Yeah, Leicester in are. real trouble. Um, yeah. Would you ever have thought yeah. after that game that Tuchel would be sat before Rogers? No, no, no. Neither. Well, I guess Rogers has got a lot more stock. Mm. I would say, and he and he's not. They're not owned by owners who are volatile and new owners. You get that right. Whereas you know, Leicester aren't yeah. that. So I guess with the owners that he's got, Rogers has got more stock in the bank. So it makes sense that he's still there. But how long has he got? Don't know. It's bad. It's really bad. Yep. Uh, let's take a look just how bad when we look at some team data. So we'll start with team data attack. I've had a look at the kind of the first six matches uh, of this season and then I've compared that to uh, last year, the kind of total of last year to see which teams uh, okay. are on the up and which are kind of on the down. Um, so let's kind of start at the top. City this season, best team for attack and expected goal per 90 of 2.19, which is actually down from last year which was 2.49 which just shows how ridiculous they were last year you would have thought though with Haaland that would go up wouldn't you I was quite surprised it had dropped 
Yeah, I mean, I can't really put my finger on what that would be. You'd think that they'd be scoring or generating chances with a higher X, XG, mm. wouldn't you? Um, yeah, that's that's a tricky one. Uh, perhaps, the, perhaps it's just generally they had more shots mm. by this time last season. You know, he is incredibly efficient in that he's converting shots. So, you know, they're not needing as many shots to win games anymore, maybe. So, obviously, they're going to have higher XG the more shots they have in a game. Um, so, perhaps that's it. But, yeah, we're not questioning the City attack, though, are we? No, so, definitely not. Uh, some of the other big sort of improvements. Uh, Leeds are big, 1.28 up to 1.62 this season. They're in fourth as well. Um, over this season. So again, at the start of the season, we were saying Jesse Marsh is going to make them more functional, harder to break down, but that might come at a cost of the attack. Well, no, they're getting a shipping what, five goals to Brentford that seem to be scoring in kind of every game. So it's a lot like um, the old the old Bielsa days. Yeah, they're reverting yeah. to Bielsa, aren't they? Which is actually great. I'd love that. More, I know. More yeah, we don't, want, we don't yeah. want boring leads. We want, we no. want, we want fun to watch leads. Uh, Newcastle on the up as well, up from 1.11 to 1.52. Um, obviously, Isak's come in now as well. Trippier's back. They're just a good side, aren't they? Again, a team that I enjoy. Yeah, watching. but they they improved massively under Howe, didn't they? So the the number you've got there includes the the non Howe yep. time, right? So it's it's going to be a bigger jump, I think, from when Howe came in. They have improved in every area, but I think the jump would have been smaller. So it's just continual progression under Eddie Howe, right? Yep. Uh, and then there's improvements for the likes of Arsenal. Uh, and uh, there's another one as well that I saw. Um, Brentford as well, up from 1.3 to 1.57. Uh, and then, yeah, so that's that's kind of the improvements. There's been a lot of teams who have kind of gone down a bit, which I was quite surprised at. United, for example, down from 1.55 last season. Awful for all of last season, but down to 1.43 now. So it's not a huge shift, but there is a shift kind of there. Is it- Shot volume, yeah. Ronaldo, yeah. That's it, isn't it? Ronaldo was taking lots of shots, right? So it's, I think it's a shot volume thing, in my opinion. But well, they, yeah. I mean, the last kind of four games or so, they've looked like a functional team, haven't they? They've looked like a, a team that's going to not score a bucket load of goals, but going to get the job done. More pragmatic, more pragmatic. Yeah. yeah. So there's a bit more about them this season, which, which is good. Look at Chelsea though, down from one point eight. Oh my god! Down to one point one. They got to get rid of their manager. Haven't <laughs> yeah, they? you'd think Surely. that's what they've looked. That's, he's got to go. If he hadn't gone already, oh, no. they would have watched this black box and been like, <laughs> "My God, he's got to go." Yeah. yeah, I mean that that is quite an eye opener. I mean, the other one is West Ham, zero point nine six down from one point four seven. I mean, that's you don't need the figure to know. Right? You know that they've been poor so far this season in comparison. Those two teams have been a real shock because mm. I expected them to kick on. I, you know, with Sterling arriving, I had great hopes for him. It hasn't, it just hasn't worked. I mean, can we go back to Havertz again? Werner has gone. How long before Havertz goes? Mm. I, you know, I still say he's not been a success. You know, and he hasn't. It's very difficult to justify and say, well, he, how long do we give him? Will, will Potter give him time? I mean, Potter might be able to get more out of him, but I don't see it. So I think it won't be long before he's gone as well. Uh, and you know they need they need big changes, don't they? Bamiyang could he improve it? I don't know if he's a Potter player, so I don't know if we can look at Chelsea and go it's going to get better quickly. No. I don't think it will. No, no, I, I agree. Um, some of the other teams that are down are in Villa way down one point two one two to zero point eight six this season, and one of the biggest ones is Liverpool from two point four four last season down to one point nine four. I mean one point nine four is still. High. It's third oh. best this mm. season. You know, expected to score two goals in the game that they've played. 
I mean, obviously the Bournemouth game does inflate that quite a lot because they were basically just allowed to do whatever they wanted for 90 minutes. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is, it is still a drop-off even with that, that big performance, which I think, you know, kind of should ring the alarm bells a little bit. Or it does. Yeah, I mean, it's not what we expected, have we? we? We didn't expect to be looking here and thinking that, I mean, Liverpool, City and Chelsea and West Ham have all declined in terms of their their XG. Mm. Um, I think with with City, it's no alarms because I think it is just down to efficiency and they're, they're scoring more chances. They don't need the volume of shots that they've had. But with Liverpool um, and, and West Ham and Chelsea, there's problems, right? Yep. How deep-rooted are those problems? We don't know yet, but there's definitely issues. Yep, for sure. Uh, let's take a look at defence. I'm very surprised by the team who's 20th on the list. I just assumed that was going to be Forest, uh, and it's not. It's actually Crystal Palace. Um, they have conceded the most uh, XG per 90 of, of all teams over the first six weeks. Um, their XG non-penalty per 90 last season was 1.16, and that's gone up to 1.77 this season. I I checked this. Yeah. I had to check it, but it's right. It's correct. I mean, I, they went down to 10, didn't they, at Liverpool? Mm. And I guess they conceded a lot of shots there. Um, but Gaeta had an outstanding game at the weekend as well. So I think their XG conceded was high in that game and Gaeta got them out of it. Um, yeah, it is a surprise. They've been, they've offered more in attack Palace this season, in my opinion. I don't know if the numbers showed that, but yep. they have kind of morphed into a team who are, who are a bit more expansive. And because of that, they're conceding more more opportunities to teams. So we have to change our, I think, our expectations of, of Palace now. Yep. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, we weren't really considering many of their defenders anyway, but they're almost a team to kind of target. Like I look at that United game against Palace and I would have thought that would be a really difficult game for them. But maybe, you know, getting into United players, maybe an Anthony or a Rashford isn't the worst isn't the worst game for them based on these mm. um, on these stats. Um, look at Chelsea again, though. I mean, 0.98, they were one of the best teams. I think they were the third best team last season. Um, and now they're 13th, up to 1.44. Next year, per 90, 1.44. You know, that's heading up towards, you know, two games of two goals a game on average. That's not mm. good enough, is it, for a team like them? And they've had a good run. Well, they've you, had a good run of fixtures. They they have. And and, and what are you thinking? Is Reese James like Trent? He's just too good and you, you hold him because... What are the alternatives? I think you do, don't you? He's a, he's a hold, but I mean, I'm, I was all set to buy him straight back in for this Fulham game. And I don't think I'm going to do that now. I think I'm going to wait. Because mm. I, mm. I just don't know what his role's going to be. I don't know if Chelsea are going to improve straight away. I don't know whether Fulham are going to, you know, I think Fulham scored in that game for sure. So you're relying yeah. on attacking returns for him. But do you not think if something's going to improve quickly under Potter, it's going to be the defence? Yes, and I would have the wing the wing backs again are so crucial for for the system that the Potter plays that he mm. he won't he de- I'm not I'm not for a second saying he's not he's not he's a bad option but will I be breaking the bank to buy him ahead of Fulham and then Liverpool? Mm. I don't know. I think I think you can hold off on it for a little bit, but if you've got him, you you, yeah. you definitely hold him. Uh, yeah, and there's no guarantee that Potter's not going to play him right side of centre back. No. And play Loftus Cheek. You just don't know. I mean, look at the, what Potter's done with the wing backs at Brighton. He's played all kinds of players there. Hasn't there he? is no guarantee that Potter will do anything in with that team. It wouldn't be surprised if Reece James ends up as like a world class central midfielder after Potter's done with him. Like, oh, he's, he's played. He the, can play there too. You, honestly, yeah. you you won't believe the the positions that he gets some of these players playing in. So, yeah, I I, I, I think Reece James will be a perfectly fine option under Potter. But I'm just going to give it a little right. bit just just to kind of wait and see. 
Hey guys, Az here from FPL Blackbox. Just a reminder, this episode is sponsored by NordVPN. If you've ever missed out on your favorite TV show because it's not available in your region, or if you want to improve your overall internet security, you should give NordVPN a try. If you're bored of UK Netflix, for example, why not try switching over to the US or Japan? With just a click of a button, you can do just that. No need to travel to anywhere else for your favorite shows with 5,000 plus server options. Use the link nordvpn.com forward slash FPL and you receive a huge discount on a two-year plan. You also get one month free. Don't forget NordVPN also helps you keep secure and your info encrypted. We know privacy is a big deal, and so you don't need to worry when you use NordVPN about your IP or location getting out. Uh, using threat protection, you can also protect yourself from intrusive website ads and malware. Even if you download an infected file, threat protection kicks in and deletes it before it makes a mess of your computer. The best thing about all this is there's literally no risk to you with the NordVPN 30-day money-back guarantee. Give it a try, and if you like it, amazing. If you don't, you can get a refund and just pretend it never happened. Just go to nordvpn.com forward slash FPL and get your subscription started today. Um, what I did find interesting was if you look at the top four um, on this list, West Ham was surprising, first of all, in, in the top four, given they've not started the season particularly strongly. Um, but they're actually non-penalty last year and per 90 was 1.46. That's up to 0.95. Now have a look at the other three teams, Man City, Arsenal and Spurs, all improved a lot, like substantially. Uh, Man City up from 0.65 to 0.59. Arsenal 1.29 up to 0.8. That's really, really good for them. Uh, and Spurs, you know, less than a goal, um, you know, predicted a, a, a game now, basically. So big at the back, there's mm. people asking about big in the back. Do you reckon it's been unlucky when you look at some of these things? Look at City, Arsenal, Spurs. I, I, I think basically we've got teams now, a lot more teams have got players who can take chances, low XG chances. And because of that, we're seeing more teams concede goals and fewer clean sheets, mm. I think. That's the impression I'm getting. Like you look at, you look at any fixture now and it, it, I think it's harder to spot where the clean sheets come because most teams have got something about them that could threaten and and, and break a defence. Like City are the surprise, you know, I, I, they've conceded more goals than I expected, mm. but the numbers suggest that that's just a bit unlucky, mm. yeah. Or, you know, like the, the quality of the chance they're conceding isn't, isn't that high. They've just been unfortunate that their opponents have taken it and the data matches that. Um, Arsenal, I mean, they've only conceded eight an average of eight shots per game, which is really low. I mean, mm. that's the second behind City. It's a lot about Ramsdale. In between them and Liverpool. Ramsdale's not been great, has he? Right? So even though they've kept the shot volume, and it's not great for Ramsdale owners because you want high shot volume, low XG. Well, you're getting low XG, but low shot volume. Mm. And also, actually, Ramsdale is not looking secure. He's looking like he's got a mistake in him almost every game. So... Yeah, I think I'd much rather have an Arsenal defender than Ramsdale at the moment for the goal threat because they are winning set pieces and they're going to be a threat and always have been the last couple of seasons from set pieces. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm surprised at how many silly goals are being conceded, but I'm, I look at teams now and think a lot of teams carry a goal threat now, mm. you know, even, the, even the lesser teams. Mm. I mean, interestingly, look at this chart. You look at the number of teams, though, that have improved defensively. I know it's only been six games, but... You know, we're talking Man City, Arsenal, Spurs, West Ham, Brighton, Wolves, Southampton, Newcastle, United, Leeds, and even Leicester. <laughs> it's just a bad Leicester were last season for conceding chances. But 
that's a lot of teams that have improved. You, you talk about all the kind of attacking options, but defences generally this season ha- have been better, conceding less less good chances. Is that just teams who haven't played Man City though? Probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> you play Man City and suddenly you're, you know, your average is so far is, above everyone else. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. ridiculous. No one's going to get... Mm. No one's going to get close to them. Yeah, so I, I think we need more data, but there's some interesting patterns there that are worth keeping an eye on. That you don't draw conclusions from any of this because six game weeks is still not enough. But you start getting signals from it, don't you? That's what we're saying. You do, and, and you look at teams like Brighton who improved offensively and defensively. You look at United offensively and defensively. Leeds as well offensively and defensively. This is where you start to see teams that we think are going to continue yeah. to kind of grow as the kind of season goes. Um, and then you look at someone like Chelsea and you think there's no real reason to invest in them at the moment unless things turn around uh, quite mm. dramatically. Um, let's take a look at positions then. Let's take a look at keepers. Uh, oh, Danny Ward. Dan, Danny Ward. My favourite tweet <laughs> of the, the season was from Slippers who said, um, can a four million goalkeeper be overpriced? <laughs> and I think he is. He has been absolutely atrocious 16 saves, just got the two save points in the last game, but no other save points for him. One point in all the other matches. Points per 90 of 1.33. Expected goal prevented, minus 3.50. Only Travers is worse because Travers are that 9-0. Yeah. It's a I mean, he's an international goalkeeper for Wales. I thought he would be all right. I knew losing Schmeichel would be a big blow, but I thought Ward could cover the gap a little bit. It's been an absolute disaster. Mm. I mean, it's confidence, isn't it? And he's playing in front of a back four, which really hasn't got any confidence either. And they're getting at each other. There's no camaraderie. There's no understanding between defence and keeper. Yeah. I guess that was it was going to be a struggle because michael has been such a fixture in the team. Uh, so it was always going to be difficult for him. But coming into a team that, that aren't playing well, are conceding chances and are low on confidence, it's even harder, right? So I'm not putting it all on him, but he is also making individual errors as well. Yeah. He's not... He's not giving the air of security to his defence either, is he? So they're on edge because he doesn't look safe. And combination, it's awful. So it, it's hard. I mean, when the four million keepers came up, I was tempted like everybody else. And I didn't do it. I can't say that I predicted it would be as bad as this. <laughs> I don't think anyone could. No, I, I, thought, I thought maximum it would be about 15 points difference between someone like Wards and a Sanchez or, or someone at 4-5. You know, that's like worst case. Yeah. And then I thought, with that 0.5, I can make that up somewhere. But to have got, what, seven points across six games, it's, yeah, it's absolutely unbelievable. Um, right at the top, though, we've got Nick Pope. Massive haul from him. Gone back to the Nick Pope of old. Good fixtures for Newcastle. Averaging six points per game, which is the best of all goalkeepers. 5.1 seems a good price to me. Look at the recoveries. Top for recoveries, top for saves, yeah. top for BP, uh, baseline BPS per 90. Yeah. It's hard to argue, isn't it? It's hard to it, argue. If you're wildcarding, surely. Well, surely it, you've got to consider spending. The only argument is Trippier. Do you, well, the fixtures. Well, Trippier is Trippier, yeah. right? Did you do the double up right. with Trippier and, and Pope? If you've already got Trippier, would, would you do that? I'm not too sure that I would. I mean, I've got Henderson, for example, and he looked great a few weeks ago, but I'm eyeing up moving him on for, for Pope just because I think Pope looks amazing. But then I want Trippier. I don't really want to double up. So, I don't know. No. I'm a bit kind of thingy, but yeah, in isolation... I guess it depends if you... It depends if you're going five at the back. It depends if you're going to keep faith in James and Trent. It depends if you're taking the risk on Perisic. Like, there's a lot of factors. Mm. You know, I've got Perisic, I've got James, I've got Trent. I'm not getting rid of any of them yet. 
Uh, I've got Nico Williams, so I'm playing four at the back mostly. So Pope is someone I've got to consider as my Raya replacement. But Raya isn't doing bad either. You know, 26 saves, baseline BPS is second or third, third to Leno and uh, and Pope. So Raya is doing what we thought he would do in terms of getting saves and, and getting baseline bonus, but he's not getting the clean sheets yet, and Pope is, right? So, um, yeah, Raya's like 3.83 points per 90 to Pope's six, and even Henderson's 5.17 per 90. Mm. So... Ray is okay, but he's not set the world on fire. And and certainly, when you've got the template, suddenly you can make keeper transfers because there's nothing else to do. No, and it was so, true, very true. Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. So suddenly, you know, normally we wouldn't even consider a goalkeeper transfer, but this season, it's not really a luxury anymore, is it? No. It's almost an essential to change a keeper because otherwise, what are you doing? <laughs> so, <laughs> most people burning transfers and not even. Yeah, exactly. About it. I know. Yeah. It is amazing. I mean, look at Ward in, in last with 1.33. You you basically could have picked any other keeper, any other keeper. And they're all kind of, I mean, you look at De Gea, Rodak, Martinez, Raya, Edison, Pickford, Lloris, Sanchez. They're all kind of around the four, you know, three to four points per 90 mark, which would have been fine. But to be getting 1.3 feet from Ward, if you've still got yeah. him. I mean, if you're FBL, you're thinking, okay, we're being criticised for prices, yeah. but we did not <laughs> we get that, that one, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> And some. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think uh, Everson will be in soon anyway, and that will, I think he's gone down to 3.9, so there will be an even cheaper uh, keeper probably on the horizon. Um, let's take a look at defenders. Uh, it's Estupanan uh, right at the top of the XGI non-penalty per 90. Uh, with Nailed on Estupanan. Oh, terrible. 0.46 uh, XGI non-penalty per 90, which is, you know, really high, but obviously didn't start the last game. I don't know what happens with him now. I mean, with Potter there, I would have said that he's he's not nailed on. Trossard would have kept that that place and it would have been the same team for a while and he would have had to have fought his way back in. I have no idea how we're going to line up. I don't know who's going to come well, in. Well, Cooper will start him. Don't worry. It'll be fine. <laughs> will he, will he, not, will um, he not like a Trossard at left wing back? No, because he wanted a stupid hand at Forest, so he oh, uh, did he? him. Oh, okay, yeah. right. That's good news then. Yeah. That's good news for him. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then there'll be Forest fans listening to this, going, "Oh my God, is it confirmed?" And like, no, no don't worry, no. I'm only being, I'm only jesting. <laughs> but yeah, I think for now, um, Stupinan is is a sell for me. Um, I think you know, given how well we played in the last game, I think that team yeah. probably stays. It is, and the fact Brighton haven't got the game in, in eight, and then it's a tough run. I bought him in on the wild cards. I was thinking of moving him over to like a Veltman or a Dunk or someone, but I think if you've got him, you, you just get rid. Yeah. Yep. Uh, down the list, you've got Sessegnon next. Don't think we're going to be touching that because of the Perisic rotation. Um, and then you've got Trent, Perisic and James. So at least we've got kind of the three of the big at the back defenders. What we'd expect. In the top five. Absolutely what we'd expect. So we're not, we're not getting the clean sheets from them, but actually we can take comfort from the fact that in terms of attacking potential, they're still, they're still showing up. Mm. Um, so that is some comfort, isn't it? If you want, if you if you're holding them through this this barren spell for clean sheets, um, and no surprise to see the Spurs wing backs up there in the shape of Perisic and and Cessna, as we said before. Um, Robertson at ninth, he doesn't appear to be doing that much and playing that well to be there. I was quite surprised to see him there. Uh, 0.25 xgi non penalty mm. per ninety, which isn't too, isn't too bad. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, there's no shocks there other than the fact that Cancelo's not high at all and he's right down in 47th on 0.10 it's unbelievable isn't um, it he's done well points wise mm. because he's quality and, and he, he you know he got the goal so that's going to help but what, what do you make of because if you look at Walker he's 0.09 he's only 
0-1 behind mm. in terms of XG on on penalty at this point. Walker had the chance of Villa and really should have scored. Um, so the gap would have been, in terms of points, would have been even closer. But is Cancelo offering you enough where you still think you want his quality in your team? I miss him. I haven't got him. I, I went kind of in the middle of, of Walker and Cancelo. I've got Diaz in my side because I, mm. I wasn't sure if I wanted to go right down to a Walker, but I wanted to have some kind of security in, in that team. Um, I, I watched Cancelo last night in the Champions League and he was absolutely incredible. Bombing forward, yeah, he's been great. two assists. He's been great in every game. Yeah, I mean, he he hasn't been getting forward as much in a lot of games. He's been playing in, in midfield, but he was almost playing as a number 10 uh, yesterday, which is where you kind of want to see him. So I think he's a great player to own. I think he's a, a player that people should be looking to buy as well. Um, two million more than Walker is a lot, but does Walker keep his place? The, the new boy came in and, and did all right. I don't know. I'm, I'm sort of... I don't really know what to do with the Man City defenders. I'm kind of relatively happy with Diaz, I think. But if I had the extra million, I'd obviously definitely go up to, to Cancelo. Yeah, I think I think the security of start he offers you as well, right? And it, so you're paying for the attacking potential, which isn't as strong as last season by the looks of it. But he does get you the security of start. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm okay with Walker. He's injured at the moment, but... You know how I'm, he's probably going to be a sell at some point, and I will have to look to a different city player. And it might be that I go all the way up to Cancelo, but I, I think I need to see a little bit more mm. of him. I think at the moment, what's difficult is you never know what you're going to get with Cancelo in a game. Like he, his role and position in a match is not consistent. I've watched some games where he has got forward a lot and he has had shots, and other games where he's just involved in the, the midst mm. of a midfield and he's not really playing a part in the final third. So last season, he was consistent. Every game, you knew he was going to be a factor out wide. He was going to be a factor crossing the ball and providing chances. And he was having a lot of shots. This season, it's it's really inconsistent match to match. So, yeah, it's, it's trickier. Yeah, it is. I mean, he, he, was, he, was the, he had the most shots per 90 of all defenders last season. He's not even in the top mm. 10 this season. Just over one shot a, a match on average. Uh, you know, you look at Trent, 1.5. Sessegnon with three. He's had the most. Um, even Fabian Scher, for example, has had more than him. So, yeah, we want to see a bit more from him, but, you know, he's in the top 10 for points per 90 out of defenders and that's what you're going to get. You are just, he's so yeah. good that he doesn't need many opportunities to, to score. Um, one thing I did notice, though, was the XG per 90 of some of these players, of Perisic, of James, of Trent, at a 0.3 mark, it's pretty low. I don't mm. know, I'd, I'd, I'd be hoping more that was in the kind of 0.5 area. And if it was, yeah. then I think that kind of makes up for the lack of clean sheets that we're seeing from some of these players. But, at 0.3, you know, you're looking at Trent, for example, at 7.5. Well, Zaha's got a better XG guy per, non, per 90 than, than that. Yeah. As we're going to see from the mm. midfielders. So suddenly it's not just a case of, oh, we've got to get Trent in because he's kept these big calls. Well, no, because his underlying stats aren't as good as some of the midfielders and he's not getting the clean cheese. Yeah, it, it, it obviously, like, it still sets the pecking order if you're spending in defence. Mm. But the level of threat we're seeing and the level of you know, likelihood of clean sheets we're seeing means that it's no longer justified to spend that money in defence, no, is not. it? Right. So, And given that we're all moving to free up front, you've kind of got to, as we're going to look later, um, and it's always been traditionally good to have at least four in midfield, so 3-4-3 three, three looks more optimum now at the moment, um, if not going five in midfield, because of the, the value that you often find there. It is... It, it's reversing, isn't it? We're, we're suddenly looking at a situation where we want three up top, and we're having to really struggle to justify yeah. spending big at the back. Yep. Which is 
a big shift in over the course of six weeks. Massive, absolutely huge. I mean, we were we were talking pre-season. We were saying the forward line's dead and it's never going to come back and it's all going to be defence. And this is the kind of thing that we need, right? Because this is the kind of shake-up that, that I think is interesting. I'm still seeing quite a few people with, with five at the back. and I'm thinking you need to start transitioning away from that, I think, because it's you can see from a table like this, the, the points just don't look like they're going to be there. And there's still good options. I get me wrong. You know, James, Trent, they should still tick along nicely. But I think there's other options that we're going to talk about. Um, one player that I want to mention who I might be bringing into my team this week uh, is Diego, Diogo Dallo, down in 24th, 0.17. Really? Yeah. I mean, United have, we've talked about them being a bit more functional. Maguire's out. This Verana Martinez partnership looks quite solid. Casemiro's in. And Dallo looks pretty good going forward. And he's only 4.5. Thoughts? Yeah, I, I I think my only concern is is set plays and Martinez and and some teams will target and have some success still. I mean, I don't want to go on about this the five foot nine thing, but yeah, I mean, he's last couple of games he's played against teams which perhaps wouldn't have exposed that as mercifully as some others. So, I think the problem with me is I I just want to like they're going to Palace next, right? Palace are going to go after that. They 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 they're going to go after the aerial threat against Martinez, I would have thought, right? Whereas Arsenal perhaps are not a team that would do that. Obviously, at set plays, they're going to go to it, but Palace will be all over it, I would have thought. I they're think, going to I put think, Marteta up there. And, yeah, I suppose. You know, they've got the players to really kind of target that. I guess they've got Mateta that... Is he? Well, I just think tactically, they'll tell Marteta to, to sit on Martinez, won't they? So I think that's the thing. You're with, with Martinez a factor, I want to see them play some teams that will go after that. And if they... If they are robust against that, then yes. So um, at the moment, I'm reserving judgment. I still think they'll concede goals myself. De Gea as well, don't know. Not yeah. totally convinced yet. Yeah, I mean, I, I got a stupid in at 4-5. I'm looking at Dallow and thinking, I think United are on a good run at the moment, look quite solid. Fixtures are okay-ish. I can't see anyone better at 4.5, especially if people are looking no, to no, move, no. move money yeah. out of, of defence. Um, I think also that they've stopped that you know, De Gea is not playing it out of the back, right? Oh, the disaster God, of I Brentford. Know. I think it went so wrong at Brentford that the problems are so obvious that it was easy to identify them and adjust and fix them and he's done it, right? So maybe that's what they needed. Maybe that Brentford performance and and loss was, you know, like it, it highlighted the issue so easily for the manager that I like now that. addressed them and, and that's what we've seen. I like that story of Ten Hag after that match. You see, on the next day, he ordered them all to like go for a, a massive like run or something as punishment for them losing that game I, th- I thought you were going to say Nando's a massive, <laughs> massive Nando's, Nando's yeah that'd be good uh, but then he joined them on the run as well did the whole run with them did he to like show them one wow. of you and it's my fault as well and all that that was quite quite nice new new management you see yep. new management yep. well, it's like, yeah. like Potter does that or like Bielsa and the litter picking was it or something like that when he went around and picked litter up with them do some weird things these, these managers they need to do a documentary mm. on United you know, we've had the Arsenal one, we've had the Leeds oh, one. Oh yeah, it'd be, be fascinating, <laughs> it would. wouldn't it? To see to, to see Tanag's methods mm. because um, yeah, I bet he's, he's, he's brought new ideas, right? And I, I'm pleased that it's turned around for them. Um, and we said, you know, could it? Is he going to be able to move and react to that Brentford defeat? And he's done that with some style, yeah. right? So it's great. I'm pleased. But I'm pleased. I still as well. reserve some judgment. I'm pleased yeah. of all the people that say how United. I am. I think the resurgence is is great. I, I you know. I think it's it's an incredible story. I never saw it coming from those two losses against, you know, Brighton and Brentford to this four wins on the bounce, and encouraging sign. I mean, Casemiro can't even get in the team. Got them, um, mm. couldn't even get ahead of uh, WWE superstar 
McTominay grabbing people and chucking them to the ground. Surely his days are numbered in that side. It's not McFred anymore, though, is it? Because Fred's not no, getting in there. Oh, shit, was. I, I used to like the McFred thing. It's but then Eric. Eric. Yeah. Nay. I can't remember. That's the end of part one of episode 81 of FPL Black Box. We hope you enjoyed that. Coming up in part two, as and I look at the midfielders and attackers, including our assessment of Mo Salah, and we review our lineups and predictions ahead of game week seven. Podcast Network.